Indeed. Oh, mama, she is rare. <laughs> Welcome to episode four of Duh, the podcast. An exciting episode at that. As we talk the Super Bowl, and this is our first sponsored episode. You've heard about TurboTax, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard you know what that involves? <laughs> Doing your own taxes. Are you too dumb for that? Didn't go to school to be an accountant or just enjoy your free time? Check out our favorite CPAs, Ryan and Mark Flanagan at FlanaganLaw.net. They handle both business and personal tax returns. They also represent clients in hot water with the IRS. We know you're out there. Again, the website is FlanaganLaw.net. That is F-L-A-N-I-G-A-N Law.net. I wouldn't trust anyone else with my taxes, so head on over and tell them, duh, the podcast sent you. Now on to the episode. So After my first stint with, in prison for tax evasion, I went to the Flanagan's. They're great. All right. Before we get into the Super Bowl headlines, a couple things happened since we last recorded. D'Amico Ryans, to his former team, the Texans, signed a six-year deal as if signing six years with the Texans means anything. Yeah, I mean, I think he's at least going to last two years. Um, The biggest question for me with that hire is, do they draft a quarterback, or do they do the smart thing, which the Texans are known for never doing, and take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, and... Just suck again until you get Drake May or Caleb Williams next year. Um, aside from that, I mean, the Texans can't get much worse. Um, is this they, their fourth coach in, or yeah, fourth coach in four years? It sure is. And furthermore, it's honestly impressive. Their franchise They're building a culture. <laughs> their franchise quarterback is already on the roster. Being Davis Mills, of course. I mean, this is a very pro Pac-12 Stanford podcast the dual qb system the texans pulled this year was absolute insanity i mean me and nick triomfo invented the double quarterback system (sighs) yeah i mean my only comments are really is again how long they'll actually how big of a runway they will actually give him because if they let him play out the six years i believe in him i think he's a player's coach and he has been there before and You've seen what he's done in San Francisco. That's obviously why he got the job. So I think he has the tools, but they're still kind of in a weird situation for the next year or two. Not not really sure what's going on with the front office there. So we'll see what happens. But I think if uh, they actually give him some runway, maybe three years from now, they could possibly be good. Yeah, they have to they have to give them a couple years. I mean, they got to give somebody a chance to actually build something. Maybe they were just waiting for him to be on the market. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even hate it if they traded back and let somebody else like the Colts or Vegas who's like desperate for a quarterback to trade up. You know, like this is not going to be one of those rebuilds where like you get a guy like Burrow and they come in and you're in the fucking Super Bowl year two. Like, it's just not realistic to expect with the current makeup of the roster. Like, yeah, they're a couple years away for sure. 
Yeah, like trade back, let Brandon Cooks go for Christ's sake, trade him, and just blow it all up. Like you literally have basically nothing. So like I think that also buys D'Amico Ryans, and I think it'll also buy Nick Casario, the GM, um, some extra time as well because, I mean, what he's done, he has to be on the hot seat as well. Um, especially, like, if they whiff on any of these high picks, like, he he's out. So I think buy yourself a little extra time, trade back, load up the talent, and uh, then next year, if Davis Mills is obviously – should still be the guy, but if for God knows what reason is not the guy, you can get Drake May or Caleb Williams. So that's my thoughts on the Texans, but I feel like we've already spent far too much time on that dump. Oh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So in addition, Sean Payton gets hired by the Broncos. Jay just left. Yeah, he probably tried to mute himself, and, uh, yeah. We're talking Sean Payton to the Broncos, Jay. Yeah, I don't know why I just got disconnected, but whatever. Um, yeah, Sean Payton is the second-best coach in the NFL. Been on this forever. Um, <clears throat> if anyone's going to bring Russell Wilson back to being relevant, um, it's him. Um, he's essentially... In terms of skill for skill, I think a lot of people would have always said he's his comp was like an athletic Drew Brees, um, which I know Colin just absolutely could not have hated that sentence anymore. <laughs> I mean, but, they are both under six feet. I just – Russell, yes, Drew, don't diss Drew. Um, yeah, I mean, they got a stud defense. I mean, probably a top five, six unit. And then – if Sean Payton can get Russ to be like three quarters of the player he was for the the ten years leading up to this past season, I think they're a nine and eight team, ten and seven. I'm not going to get overzealous like I did going into this season. Um, that division is insane. I think Vegas will probably stay about where they are, but I mean the Chiefs and the Chargers, I don't think are going anywhere. Um, so. I think nine and eight, eight and nine, somewhere right there, right around five hundred year one is a pretty fair comp. But I think if he can't get Russ back to somewhat what we're used to seeing, then they're fucked, royally fucked, because they have basically no draft capital. Russell's taking up all the fucking cap. And then how are you gonna pay for, you know, Pat Sertain, um Jerry Judy? I doubt they're going to pay Javante Williams, but, like, I, I don't know. It, it, it all depends on if Sean Payton can get back to Russell Wilson back to what he was. I think everything that's come out since he's been hired has been hilarious, like not letting Russ's coach in the building and the the quotes about, you know, him taking this job in spite of Russell Wilson and not even considering the Cardinals because of Kyler Murray has just been hilarious to me. And fair, honestly. Well, I, uh, I think the worst case you presented, Jay, the worst case scenario you brought up, isn't that far-fetched. However, I do agree your take of floating around 500 is accurate because they can't possibly be worse than they were uh, last year. I just think it's incredible 
just how money has won out and the Walmart family has just written him a blank check to take a job he didn't want. And also, my only other thoughts on this really, other than, like I said, there'll be a 500 team, is let me paint the picture for you of mid-June, post-draft, with Kellen Moore as the new OC in Los, Los Angeles, whoever they get in Vegas at quarterback, maybe Aaron Rodgers, and then finally this playing out through the draft with Sean Payton as the coach and hearing about how good Russell looks in OTAs, that we're going to start hearing about the Chiefs coming in third place in the AFC West again, regardless of the outcome of this game on Sunday, which we will get to later. So cannot wait for that media narrative to start again like it did this year. I will not confirm or deny my involvement in that area. Yeah, you definitely saw it out there this year. They'll probably go back to it, but they might not if they win the Super Bowl. They might finally just realize KC's going to be atop of that division for a while. Nah, Super Bowl hangover, they suck, even <laughs> though they're rebuilding. Oh. Yeah, can't wait. But I do think they will be better. Like, they can't be worse. And as much as I hate Sean Payton, he is – all right, I'll, I'll go out on a limb here and say he's a better coach than Nathaniel Hackett. He can have that. <laughs> That's a fair point. All right, uh, so Tom Brady retires again. Do we have any thoughts or, or comments on his career? That underwear pick was hot. <laughs> Dude. Dude, he looks so disformed. That was going to be the first thing I brought up was <laughs> I'm so mad he put his hand there. Like, give <laughs> us the dong, Tom. Let us see what you're packing, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Like, It's only fair. I was going to say, there's no way he's under six. So, I mean, you got something to show off, Tom. Like, give us something. Yeah, newly single as well. Yeah, dude, and that one Instagram chick that's been, like, going to all the fucking games and, like, trying to get in his fucking pants, like, just let it out, Tom. But, anywho, I guess back to something far less important as far as uh, his career. Um, I I used to be a, a big system quarterback guy talking about Brady, but um, obviously he kind of threw that argument out the window when he went to uh, Tampa. So... I still don't think – I mean, yes, in terms of, like, most accomplished player and quarterback ever, it's obviously him, like, without – there's literally zero argument there. But would I call him the greatest quarterback ever? Absolutely fucking not. Because as the red, resident quarterback aficionado, I – Self-proclaimed. Judge, I judge quarterbacks based on – the ability to make every single throw humanly possible and clutch gene. So yes, obviously Brady, he does have above average arm talent and obviously he has a clutch gene. However, he's not even in the same fucking stratosphere as a rod as I, I would even go as far as saying Mahomes right now. I mean, you can't really argue it in terms of what he's done his first five years. Um, which I might throw up after saying that. Um, <clears throat> but I would go A-Rod, Dan Marino, even Peyton Manning. Um, 
that's just how I judge quarterbacks. I'm not a big wins guy. It always cracks me up whenever guys talk about, like, oh, you know, it's, it's a team game, this, that, the other, you know. Tom always elevated his teammates, blah, blah, blah. Then they'll turn around and be like, it's all in the quarterback, win or lose. And it's just, it fucking cracks me up. But anywho, yeah, you know, Tom, most accomplished guy, most rings, whatever. Uh, those first three rings had borderline nothing to do with him. Albeit he did have those last second drives, but I'll just briefly touch on that. Moral of the story, Aaron Rodgers, his four days of darkness, is the greatest quarterback of all time. And I can 100% get on board with Aaron Rodgers just, like, laying in a tank, like a coffin of water in a dark room for, like, four days. I'm 100% on board with that. But, yeah, Tom was pretty good. I mean, we'll, we'll see the whole – I mean, even in this coming Super Bowl, we'll see the narrative play out of the like the greater quarterback talent versus the whole not paying a quarterback and having a stacked roster thing play out, which we'll touch on later. So, I mean, you can go into the whole stats versus wins thing, but, I mean, his stats are significantly up there as well. He has still been slinging the ball into his late 40s. So even from a physical standpoint, you got to give him his respect. I think, I think all in all, you know, we may see Patrick Mahomes end up being better career wise because he's on that trajectory currently. But there's really no one else I would put behind him. I know you're a Rodgers guy and a Marino guy, which I do believe earn their respect, but there's still a reason that he won as much as he did, and a part of that is because he was super talented. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say he's not like in the discussion, but like Dan Marino never had a defense ranked even in the top twenty, let alone top five, top ten. So basically what you're saying is Derek Carr and Dan Marino are the same quarterback. That's something I can get on board with. <laughs> um, that's certainly a conversation to be had, I guess. We'll see what uh, what Derek does down in the fucking bayou. Oh, God. We hate that, but love it. You, I, Why would you even hate it now that Breeze and Peyton are gone? Yeah, seriously, because he's well, replacing Jameis. I would love that, <laughs> oh, but yes, it would be at Jameis's expense, and Dennis Allen may be the worst coach in NFL history. Um, so we got to see what they do. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I mean, that would be sick. God forbid he starts playing with a black visor. But, I mean, it just, I don't, I mean, that division is so bad, they would figure, you know what, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, we're all fucking, That'll just give us an excuse to go see a Saints game. I mean, as long as Jameis finds a home. Jameis might have to go back to Tampa. Yeah, seriously. That would be... I wouldn't hate it. Thing. God. But just wait, Baker. Wherever he goes, that team's winning the division. Jameis did throw for 5,000 yards in Tampa, so... Yeah, I'd welcome him back. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the NFC South. The NFC South is destroyed. It is literally the American South post-Civil War. Like, we will see what happens in that division. 
All right. Do we want to touch any more on um, Aaron Rodgers going going dark for four days? I mean, he's just my fucking hero. I would go with him. I mean, <laughs> I would do that shit. Yeah, like, dude, did you see, Colin, did you see that fat moron Mitchell Schwartz tweet about, like, oh, I wonder why the Packers front office doesn't trust this guy. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? What what the fuck does Mitchell Schwartz know about thing besides <laughs> eating? That what fuck? is he... What does he know about other dimensions that Aaron Rodgers doesn't know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. It's like, bro, you've ever fucking been? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mitchell Schwartz kind of has been in the shit. He was yeah, whatever. Good, he but... a, pro a couple times. What do do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, whatever. He's being lame. He is being lame. I'll give you that, dude. His... I mean, no Aaron. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers needing four days in complete darkness to make a decision is just also hilarious, regardless of how going dark for four days would feel. He just needs to do it to make a decision. To decide whether he's going to, like, make $60 million somewhere (laughs) or somewhere else or just retire because he already has half a billion dollars in the bank. (laughs) Also, four days is so oddly specific. Like, a good number. I, yeah, it's just, it's so weird. It's a Brett Favre number. Oh, God. He might, he is a, all right. Calling it now, I just put this all together. I had a vision. He's going to the Jets, officially. Write that down. I mean, they yeah. have. I think he's really going to Vegas. Career. Dude, if he went to Vegas, I, I'll fucking <laughs> jerk off on Instagram Live. I saw somewhere that he's, like, the favorite. like, minus 500. He ends up in Vegas. It's it's one of those teams or he's staying or retiring. It's 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 no way it's not the Jets who literally hired Hackett and he follows in Brett's footsteps. Cannot wait for his tax scandal at some point, too. That's going to be great in, like, ten years. Way to um, go. Colin, be like, yeah, he's going to the Jets or the Raiders or coming back to Green Bay or retiring. Correct. Yeah, that's. I mean, hey, it's gonna take really would have all out. <laughs> I see it would take me four days to really pin it down as well. <laughs> do we have any uh, thoughts on the Pro Bowl this year? Oh, do I fucking ever? Yeah, we thought you might. I don't even know where to start, aside from the fact that it's the biggest fucking joke in the history of the world. Um. The flag football concept, I love. I love the idea of doing flag because, like, the actual game itself used to be such a joke. Um, like, everyone talks about the Sean Taylor lighting up fucking Brian Mormon back in the day, which is just bullying at that point. But, like, outside of that, there's, like, no tackling. Like, it just, it just wasn't competitive. They basically played touch or flag as it is. So, I mean, I loved that idea. I got really, really behind it. But it's gotten to the point now where, like, by this time at the end of the season, most of the guys who even are worthy of the Pro Bowl are in the playoffs. So once they get bounced from the playoffs, they're like, I'm beat up as shit. Like, I don't even want to go, like, whatever. Or I'm, like, pissed off, yada, 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 whatever it is. Um, So then you have all these fucking stupid-ass alternates. And to even go further on who makes the fucking Pro Bowl, fans – are the dumbest people on earth. Well, frankly, just people in general are the dumbest people on earth, but they should have zero say whatsoever. 
I don't know who should have say. Maybe it's the players. Maybe it's like co- a combination of players, coaches, executives, what have you. But like people within the league, not writers, because I'll go on a fucking three-hour-long tangent about the Baseball Hall of Fame. But like Tyler Huntley, who had three interceptions and two picks, being a fucking pro bowler. Don't get I, – I get it. He fucking won the thing. Whatever. Who cares? Congrats. And Derek Carr, who got fucking benched by the end of the season, being <clears> – <throat> Two of the Pro Bowl quarterbacks is just disgusting. Just as bad as last year, um, Lamar Jackson making it, who seems like I throw strays at him every podcast. But, you know, 16 touchdowns, 13 picks last year, not even 90 pass rating in 2021 is pathetic. But, like, the Pro Bowl in general is just – it's so broken, even though I, I thought going into the season that the, the flag shit was a good idea. Um. I don't know how to fix it other than, like, take the voting out of fans' hands or wait till after the Super Bowl to have it. I think that would be a good a good switch. But, like, dude, it's a fucking joke. I, I You couldn't pay me to watch it this year. Um, Tyler Huntley's lame, and uh, he is the best quarterback on the Ravens roster, though. I'll leave it at that. I think they actually did a good job at of making Of course you do. E- e- can I finish? No. <laughs> I think they did a great job at making it even worse than the actual game already was. You're so smart. So they are tricking you into actually wanting the game back, which I am all for. But it has to be fixed by, obviously, them trying to a degree – which in turn, by making it after the Super Bowl, dare I say even like two weeks after the Super Bowl. Because, I mean, you remember the butter zone back then in the early 2000s where the jerseys were sick, they all played in their own team helmets, and they were actually hitting, and, like, the commercials were awesome. Like, it was a good time for a while, and they could bring that back, but it has to be after the season. And I, the flag football thing is okay, but the whole 50-yard field and everything, like, shit. I like our five out there against either the AFC or NFC's best five and giving them a run for their money in those rules and circumstances. So I vote bring the real game back, which is crazy to say. They tricked us by making it even worse. I wouldn't even say, like, bring back the real game. How about just no game in general? You just have, like, like I said, the players, executives, and the coaches – there's like a combined vote, and, you know, you condense the rosters down to, like, two quarterbacks, two, three running backs, whatever it ends up being. And there's no game at all, and you just bring back the old-school skills challenges. Like, those were the, the things that everyone really got fucking excited about. Like, the fastest man, that was fucking awesome. Um, the old-school, like, longest pass, all that shit. That was way cooler than all the dumb shit they have now. Yeah, I mean, Derek did light it up, and his interviews were hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I think people watch that more so than the, the flag game, personally. I think the, the catch contest, their attempt at doing the dunk contest, I think that was the dumbest thing ever. But It was so gay. Yeah. Bad. But um, in, in general, I think it's you – know, I think we're all in agreement that it's broken and, and probably is going to continue to somehow find a way to get, to get worse. I actually like the flag game. I just think they need to stop 
if they're going to keep doing the rosters the way they're doing it, I think they should just stop making it a big deal. Like you shouldn't get to put pro bowler on your resume. It doesn't really mean anything. But to be honest, I don't really care who I'm watching out there in a flag game. Like I thought that part was just entertaining. I did think that Sunday that it should have just been flag football. I didn't really like all the things in between. Like I would have rather them just did all of those like events on the Thursday before and then just played like three or four games of flag on the Sunday. Yeah, that was weird with the like interludes. I wish it was just like one complete flag game where like they rotated all the starters in. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I really <laughs> wish it was just Panay Sewell and Quinn <laughs> Williams bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> <laughs> but we're never going to go back to that again. <laughs> dude, or unless like, they start hosting the Pro Bowl in Tijuana. Dude, the, uh, the bench press competition, that was sick too. Just Larry Allen, are you kidding me? All 370 pounds. Just throwing up 225, like for 40 or 50 reps. So yeah, you know I'm day. pro bench press. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll be sick if they got rid of the 225 rep thing and they did like a max. A one. Go. That would be literal porn. <laughs> God. Yeah. And then still the bare knuckle boxing between offensive and deep. Whole offensive lines versus entire defensive line in just a cockfight in a cage. And. Main event, Lamar Jackson versus Greg Roman. I'm hammering <laughs> Greg Roman on that. <laughs> All right, so Super Bowl 57. Have you guys heard any headlines or have any headlines of your own for this week? Andy Reid is fat. <laughs> Eric, don't, B, Eric don't. B. potentially leave it. The Chiefs to be the offensive coordinator in Washington is somehow the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I guess I should say this for the betting segment, but this is a non-segment. Don't bet Kadarius Tony touchdown like I am. That's a warning. Nobody else <laughs> should do it, but you can watch me bet it and fail. Cause yeah, it came out today. He said he's playing. Oh, yeah. Don't Don't be like me, but it's happening. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid that he's going to have, like, an Odell-like career. I mean, the similarities already between, like, how they how they are after the catch. Um, big yeah, person better. Left, uh, left the Giants um, in kind of a weird way. Um, but, like, dude, he's always hurt somehow, some way, always hurt. He's too explosive for his own body. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, he literally doesn't – it's not like he plays a lot. Like, he plays – like, he's on the field for 30% of the offensive snaps, and he's still somehow hurt. That ankle injury last weekend was purely just he juked too hard <laughs> and hurt his ankle. And was going to fucking borderline score otherwise. <laughs> like, every time he touches the ball, Christ, can't believe he didn't drop that touchdown. <laughs> Other uh, – a headline. This is more of a personal headline. Um, I can't decide if I hate or love Nick Sirianni. Like he has become such an arrogant douchebag. Or like I, me, of all people, can't even decide whether or not I hate him. It's kind of infuriating. But like, dude, his press conferences and like his smug face. 
like I said, I, I can't decide if I'm all about it or it's just like, dude, this guy is trash. I honestly feel like Eagles fans feel the same way. They're just like, I want to hate this guy, but he just keeps winning games, so I just live with it. Low-key, feel like Philly fans are just rooting for them to lose just to give them a reason to like verbally hate Nick Sirianni. Any other headlines? Colin is dumb. Injury. Um, God, Kels versus Kels in the Super Bowl. The Did only you- set of podcast hosts capable of playing in a Super Bowl besides us. I was just about to say, yeah. But also, did you see the commercial thing that they did with the third Kelsey brother? No. It was hilarious. He's like the oldest one, apparently. I, I don't know if it's real or not, but um, it was pretty funny. I'm not going to ruin it if you, you haven't seen it yet, so it's worth a goog. Fair enough. Yeah. Colin, any headlines? I mean, just on a personal note, I guess we can we get into some other stuff. This is horrible to say, but I'm just so fucking happy that the Chiefs beat the Bengals. I borderline don't even care about this game, that which sounds terrible. But this is a huge game for, I guess, Mahomes' legacy in terms of trajectory. I mean, for me, it's not. And, Jay, maybe for you, people who have your point of view, it's not necessarily either. But... I mean, if he can win this game, it's huge for him. And I almost feel like if he loses this game, it basically just proves the narrative that it's more a team sport than a quarterback sport because he's far and away the best quarterback in the league. One, I totally disagree on that. Um, First of all, let me just get this out of the way now. If I swear to God, if I hear one more person say he's playing on one and a half ankles, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Second of all, um, it's not like his team around him is bad. I mean, yeah, if you look at a face value, you know, like a seventh-round rookie at running back, the receiving core isn't very, you know, flashy or doesn't have household names, really. Um, the defense outside of Chris Jones, you know, no, the, the masses aren't really aware of, like, who's even on the team. But, like, they were second in the NFL in sacks. Um, they have a above-average offensive line. He's got the best offensive coach in NFL history. Um, I, I think he has to play well. Um, if he doesn't play well, it's he's going to start milking the ankle thing. Like, I guarantee you if he's, like, 10 of 22 for, like, 85 yards at halftime, I guarantee you that second half he's coming out with a mean limp. Guaranteed. Um, but no, I, think, I think he has to play well. I mean, I think – this Chiefs team is is better than they get credit for all around. Um, I think they're really well coached. I mean, that just goes to show like what how beneficial it is to have a consistency in the coaching staff, unlike what Baker Mayfield had. Um, so yeah, no, I, I can't say like I think this is they're very evenly met. Uh, people just talk about the Eagles roster more because they don't want to give credit to Jalen Hurts. That's that's what it seems like to me. Um, but I think as far as roster versus roster, offensive line versus offensive line, defensive line versus defensive line, I think they're pretty fairly matched up. So I think Mahomes, I hate this word, um, but his legacy, um, he has to play well. 
at the very least play well. Win or lose, you you got to play well in this game. Oh, I agree. I agree. He because he's kind of even in the Super Bowl they won. He had a like a whole quarter where he didn't play well. Like he's got to play well for an entire Super Bowl. And I'm not saying it's a David versus Goliath story. Like they're a bad team and he somehow dra- like dragged them to the Super Bowl. They're probably the second best roster top to bottom in the NFL, but they're second best no. to the Eagles. No. Okay, not top to bottom, but the the point you brought up about they're second in the league in sacks. I know they have a lot of rookies starting, but they have a very good offensive line. They still have a good receiving core. They have good running backs. I'm just saying they are still a tick, if not a significant margin, top to bottom below the Eagles. Therefore, it would just be – I could just see a situation where if the Eagles can run the ball and push the defense around – and keep Mahomes off the field, like, they could win this game by 10 points. I hope that's not the case, but I could see it happening. I'm more so, my main gripe is with, it seems like, obviously we are very anti-mainstream sports media as a collective, but it seems like the narrative has become, like, this loaded Eagles team and a hobbled Mahomes carrying this fucking no-name Chiefs team, and it's fucking infuriating. That's That's a fair take. That's annoying. I mean, I'm not playing the angle (laughs) card at all. I mean, he was borderline fine last week, and he's had two more weeks of rest. Fucking Kadarius Tony's going to play. Like, Hardman may even be back. I don't know what's going on with him, but it's like, I'm not making any injury excuses. I'm just saying we'll get to the line and everything, but... I believe the Eagles are like should be favored because they have a better team top to bottom, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, Terrell Owens had like eight catches for like a hundred yards on a broken leg playing receiver in the Super Bowl. I don't want to hear about Mahomes having like the mildest ankle sprain of all time in three weeks to fucking heal even that. So that's that's my main gripe. But I'll Josh I'll. I'll let you get to the the lines and I was gonna say since Mahomes <laughs> legacy talk gave you time to both of you break down the game, we might <laughs> as well just talk about your picks. Uh the line is Eagles minus one point five, so they are favored, and the over under is fifty. Maybe even fifty one now, I think I saw. So if you guys want to talk about what you you already talked about what you think's gonna happen, what are your official picks? Um I'll start if you want to let Colin go last, given that of the three of us, one of his like his team is is in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just the, the prop god will go last. I was <clears throat> before we started recording, Josh. I, I was trying to talk myself out of taking the Eagles, um, and for some reason, I liked it when it opened at two and a half way more than I do at one and a half. I don't know why that is. Um, but I, I'm still I'm gonna roll with Philly. Um, I do think they win by a field goal in this game. Um, I think it's gonna be back and forth. You know, uh, Nick Wright was on the herd the other day, and he brought up this ridiculous stat that uh, the last 32 games the Chiefs have either won or lost by four or less points, which is just a absurd stat. So I'm pretty sure it's since the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Like that was the last time they got blown out. 
which is kind of nerve-wracking because it's the Super Bowl again, but go ahead. I'm pretty sure that was the last game. Yeah, whatever it is, it was something insane, like over 30 games in a row. It's it's a crazy stat. Um, it, it speaks a lot to how well they're coached um, defensively and offensively. But um, I, I don't think this game is going to be high scoring at all, just given the nature of both teams' pass rush and their front seven. Um, the Eagles' secondary, I think, is just about as good as it can get in the NFL nowadays with Bradbury and Slay. I loved when they got uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I actually um, – I originally, when the line first came out, I was going to hammer – uh, Philly and the over, but now I'm leaning towards the under. I just think, like I just said, uh, both teams pass rush. Uh, I don't think Philly's going to be able to run the ball the way that they have been this season just because Chris Jones is a whole other animal. Um, so I'm going to go official prediction, 23-20 Philly. And just to throw it out there on top, MVP – I guess I'll go Hurts. I think he'll have a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown. Um, I think in a kind of an ugly game, the, it usually goes to the quarterback, even though it can be undeserved, much like how Mahomes won the Super Bowl MVP, had zero business winning it. I forget the running back's name, but he got robbed. Yeah, my as I was telling you before we started recording, I have no idea what I'm picking. Um, I do like the under. I think that was the first thing I noticed when I saw it uh, 50 or above. I, I feel like when you think Super Bowls are going to be really high scoring, they're just not. I think, you know, the, the games play a little faster. Defenses play a little bit better. I think it does stay under 50. I do think the Eagles are a better team, like at most positions, if not every position group. I just think the Chiefs win. I I just I want to convince myself that the Eagles will win because they're better in most aspects. I just think, you know, the coaching and the experience from the Chiefs is is going to play a factor and I think they win they win straight up. So obviously I'll take the the Chiefs plus one and a half along with the under, but I think they win outright. Yeah, I mean, the argument for the Chiefs is, A, that they have time to get healthy, and B, I think that people are making the argument that the Eagles haven't really had to play a tough game in the past month, and Hurts has been banged up. Like, since he's come back, he hasn't been great. He hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been great. He hasn't And I... um. And I know they've been in the playoffs, but, I mean, they rolled a Giants team that made it farther than they should have because they have a good new coach. And then they had the QB meltdown versus San Francisco where that game was pretty much over immediately. So I guess what kind of what you're saying, Josh, maybe this is why you're feeling the way you're feeling is it's like, okay, they're really, really going to get tested for the first time in a while which could lead to a Chiefs victory for sure, but we'll see. I I would probably take the under if I had to, 
Um, I, you know, I'll throw some props out there. I don't know if I would even bet this game because the line isn't really favorable. It's basically a pick em anyway. So, yeah, I mean, do you have anything to add to that before I throw some props in? I mean, I, I just, the yeah. Eagles are the better team, but they almost still kind of have to prove it in a way. I would like to add about the Jalen Hurts thing. Like, yeah, he his numbers haven't been flashy this postseason. And, yeah, he came back from an injury probably a little prematurely to just get that game uh, week 18 in. But, like, he hasn't needed to be great these last two playoff games, which does speak to how good the rest of the team is. Obviously, you know, the quarterback situation last week or two weeks ago, I guess now um, played a lot into that, but like, I'm not going to hold that against Jalen Hurts. Like I know Nick Wright brought up, he's only got 270 passing yards or whatever it is in these playoffs combined. It's like, okay, yeah, that's true. But like they're blowing teams out. So the guy who's been one a or one, one B in the MVP conversation start to finish all year, like the fact that he hasn't had to be great in order for them to blow out good teams, I think says a lot. Um, so I'm not going to be surprised if he has another, you know, kind of slower game um, like he has been and they win. But I'm also not going to be surprised if he fucking goes off and this is a high scoring game. I just don't think it's going to be. But either way, I won't be surprised. I do think this game will, will tell us a lot about Jalen Hurts. Uh, like you said, he hasn't needed to be great, but he's going to need to play well this week. Uh, I think it will tell us a lot about you know how good he really is, how well he can handle the pressure. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I don't. I don't think it's even that though. I mean, like he's played in big games his whole life, like the college. Um, Did he get benched in the college national championship? Yeah. Yeah, but even that, he wasn't playing, like, god-awful. You know, it wasn't like he threw three or four picks and, like, saved and sat him down. Um, and even in that game, he came back multiple times, and, like, he ran for a touchdown, like a key touchdown against Georgia to come back in that game because uh, yeah. Tua got hurt. So, uh, well, that might have been the next year in the SEC championship. Either way, like, he came in for Tua at one of those games. It was either the SEC championship the year after or – um, the national championship. I, I don't remember, but either way, he came in like he he played well again and came back against Georgia. Um, but like he's played in big games, whether it was at Bama, Oklahoma, um, you know the NFC, the, these playoffs. He had the playoff experience last year. I know they lost, but like he has the experience. I don't think he's going to shrink in the moment. I just think it's you know Super Bowls are tough. You know, um, if you look at pretty much every quarterback ever and their stats in the Super Bowl outside of like um, Montana and Brady and a few of them, like numbers are not very glamorous for literally anybody. So um, I I think we've already, Jalen Hurts has already proven himself in my opinion. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a top three, top five quarterback, but like he's cemented himself true franchise guy. I easily, top 10 uh, quarterback in this league um, and certainly capable of winning a Super Bowl because it is not a quarterback trophy. 
I do think he deserves his big picture respect for this whole season. As long as he plays above average, even if they lose, he does deserve a, a ton of respect and should obviously just be their starter indefinitely. I would give him top 10 as well, probably. Again, if he plays well in this game, even if they lose, if he doesn't make any mistakes, like you said, Jay has a passing and rushing touchdown, plays a clean game, and it's close, like, he definitely has proved himself as a top-tier franchise starter. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that. I don't think he will. I'm saying we're going to see it, you know, in the biggest moment. We're going to see what he does. I don't think he's going to crumble. I mean, you know, he's my guy. I put him in the top five. God. I would go as far as saying he could play a horrible game. And He'll still be top five. I, I, my opinion on him would not change. There's been so many quarterbacks who have won Super Bowls, lost Super Bowls, NFC Championships, regular season games, who've had horrible games, and it doesn't change who they are as a player. It just happens. True. Um, I mean, my opinion look at, didn't change after the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. So yeah, exactly. and, and look at, you know, Peyton Manning's first Super Bowl in Denver. Like, a complete abomination. They got blitzkrieged by that great Seattle defense. Um, ben Roethlisberger against the, the Seattle in their first Super Bowl. So it's like all all these quarterbacks um, have had a rough go at some point or another. Um, obviously, you don't want it to happen on the biggest stage, but like he could have the worst game of his professional career, and I still, my opinion on him would not change, and I still would think he's capable of winning a Super Bowl. Mine would change a little bit. All right, do you want to talk uh, any props you like or if you're betting props at all? Oh, yeah, the prop king can come out, a.k.a. Vlad prop me off. All right, give me a second here. Holy shit, Kadarius Tony, anytime touchdown, plus 380. Whatever you do, do not bet that. That is the worst bet out there, plus 380. I'm taking it, though. And... All right, Frank Clark, anytime sack, plus 125. How that's still plus money is beyond me, but that's been free money for an anytime sack all playoffs. He's definitely going to get one. The two sacks is a trap that I fell into last week. He had one and a half in the first quarter, so we were feeling great early. But, um, yeah, I'd stay away from the two or more, but he's getting one for sure. And then... Honestly, with this Eagles defense, I'm not crazy about anything else. Let's take a peek at Mahomes' passing yards here. While you're pulling that up, I'm just going to give away my personal same-game parlay that I am going to place for this game. Um, Let's hear it. Eagles, minus one and a half, or money line. Um, odds are probably going to be about the same on that, so really whatever you are more comfortable doing. Um. The under, and then anytime touchdowns, Jalen Hurts and Travis Kelsey. Short and sweet. Um, I feel really strong about that, though. Josh, anything sticking out to you? Yeah, I want to take Trav for MVP. I think it's like plus 800, but I think, as Jay pointed out earlier, regardless of, of how the game goes down, if the Chiefs win, I think they'll give it to Mahomes. So I am going to take Mahomes for uh, Super Bowl MVP at plus 130. Um, 
I like the the Gatorade bath. I'm taking I'm taking clear plus seven hundred. I'm just hoping they just don't have any Gatorade left and pour water. Mm. Uh, and then my long shot that I like is plus four thousand. Is either team to score in the first minute of play? Hmm. Uh, so I'll be sprinkling that. <laughs> You're feeling a kick return or a che- I mean, che- I think I mean I, if the Eagles receive the kick, there's no saying they won't return it. The Chiefs' special teams has been sus all season. Yeah, that has been the looming big. Problem. And the, and both both teams have big play potential. If either team gets the first broken play, Kadarius Tony screen pass or just AJ Brown on a streak, I, I think it's possible. Yeah, no, I actually I, I don't hate that at all. Mm. Yeah, so Mahomes over under passing yards two ninety three. They're not fucking around. They know Jeez. he's gonna throw for a lot. What's I his mean, rushing prop? I might just take it. On one one and a half ankles, right, you are, Jay? You are addicted. I haven't pulled that up. Give me um, whatever it is, take the over. Yeah, it seriously, might, it, nineteen and a half. Over. I was gonna say if it's under forty, take the over. <laughs> it's nineteen and a half. You honestly have to hammer that nineteen and a half. He's getting twenty on one play. Oh yeah, um, on like a third and eighteen, he's getting twenty. Oh, hundred percent. And he'll um, be. He'll be on a full sprint, and then all of a sudden he'll just be fucking walking boot. <laughs> Such a fairy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Um, Josh, you inspired me with the Super Bowl MVP pick, though. Um, I You bring up a valid point that even if someone else deserves it and the Chiefs win, they'll probably still just give it to Mahomes. But let's wind the clocks back to their first Super Bowl win. Which savvy veteran journeyman running back should have actually won MVP? And which savvy veteran journeyman running back has like 10 receiving touchdowns and could bust two screens in this game if they uh, can't run the ball? I'm just saying, the line on Jarek McKinnon for Super Bowl MVP is probably absurd, and I'm at least making myself feel smart thinking about how realistic <laughs> it is. Um, who, who was that running back in the first one? I, it's really bothering me that I still can't remember his name. Playoff Damien. Damien Williams, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Complete. Uh, so outrageous. Mahomes was terrible. Outplayed by Gar- <laughs> for at least a half. And don't, dude, that game was so maddening. Especially, you, you don't even know what I did when Garoppolo overthrew Emmanuel Sanders on that potential game-winning touchdown. They okay. They still had like a minute and a half and like two timeouts left, even if they scored there. Okay, and like they didn't do anything for the first three quarters of the game. I mean, they were winning for like the entire first half. They had a really bad third quarter. I'm pretty what sure. What are you talking? What are you talking about? The 49ers were had to lead the, basically the whole game. I'm pretty it, sure the Chiefs scored first, the first touchdown. You are out of your mind, Josh. Pull it up immediately. I'm not letting you get away with this. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay, yeah. End of first quarter, 7-3 Chiefs. End of second quarter, 10-10. to 10. 
Then the Niners went up 20 to 10 in the third quarter, like I said, and then the Chiefs scored 21 unanswered after that. Yeah, and two of them are friggin' dying quails that <laughs> Tyreek caught like a fucking punt, and everyone's like, oh my god, who else makes that throw? It's like, uh, I do, left handed. Are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mainly just the whole Damian Williams. Jarek McKinnon's going to be the Super Bowl MVP bucket. Stay oh, fancy. Kadarius Tony anytime touchdown. Don't bet it. Frank Clark, free money. You heard it here first. Seven yeah, back, two interceptions. Yeah, that sounds like an MVP to me. Other averages six yards a carry for 100. I'm just getting even more fired up right now. Hey, I said Jarek McKinnon for I'm MVP. Put, put a bet on exact score, like, 48 to fucking 7 for the Eagles <laughs> after feeding that fucking game recap. Oh, my God. Well. Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Put Super me Bowl in a, 54 oh, recap, I suppose. Put me in a fucking four days of a dark room, just me and, and Mahomes. Please. <laughs> he would probably just kick the shit out of you. No, nah, dude, he's only got one ankle. True, he is hurt, which is why it will just be the most impressive thing since the splitting of the atom if he wins this game. Yeah, dude, he's literally gonna be—he's gonna get like carried off the field, and he's gonna like get the MVP trophy after throwing three picks with his with crutches. They're gonna saw his fucking leg off at halftime, and they're yeah. gonna win. Then his stupid wife and his stupid brother. I was gonna use a different adjective. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm not going to finish the sentence before yeah. we're not going to be five episodes in. We're going to get banned. Yeah. I'm going to become the Alex Jones of sports. Podcast. <laughs> well, if you like what you hear, come, come next week and get our thoughts on Super Bowl 57. Thanks for listening. <laughs>